is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Well, good morning, Jubilee. It is great to be with you this morning. First of all, let me thank Graham and the team for inviting me to come and preach. Although I can't actually be with you in person, please know that I'm with you there in heart. I love you guys and uh, it's a real privilege to be able to come and share, albeit in this unorthodox way. The, the title of my sermon this morning is What If? I'm sorry, I can't help myself. I'm a bit of a visionary um, and I can't help it. But that was what I felt the Holy Spirit put in my heart as I was beginning to pray and prepare for this morning. For those of you who don't know me yet, my name's Andy and I have the privilege of leading the eldership team of Lifespring Church in Horsham. Uh, I'm married to Hazel and uh, I have two adult sons who are both married, Tom and Eddie. So it's a, it's a strange time, isn't it? And it's so good to be able to be with you in this way, um, it, it, even though it's a strange thing to be speaking right now, knowing you're going to be watching it later. And it's all very confusing, actually, isn't it? Nothing is the same as it once was. And the question, I suppose, for all of us is, will it ever go back to the way it was? What will this new normal look like when all of this madness and craziness is over? This will change all of us. None of us will be the same. I'm not the same. I've changed. Things that I used to think were important, I've learned through this that they're not actually that important. Things that I took for granted, I've learned to appreciate and be thankful for. I'm changed no matter what happens next. I feel like God started something in me at the beginning of this year that has only intensified through this COVID-19 lockdown. You may have noticed that I've lost some weight and that all began quite unexpectedly at the beginning of the year when in my quiet time, God gave me a prophetic word for our church. In that moment, something happened in me and I can't tell you what, but suddenly uh, I made a decision to take my health seriously. I got a cross trainer and I started exercising every day. I don't know if you know, but back in 2019, Hazel and I decided to move to a new house in Horsham, but for various reasons that didn't and couldn't happen. And so we decided to remodel our existing house, which started in February and ended just one week before the lockdown. We were, we were praising God that we weren't living in a building site when that happened. So I've lost four stone and counting and I run every day and we've now remodelled our house so we can entertain loads of people and have people to stay with us. It feels like Father God is preparing us for something, but I just don't know what. And for Hazel and I personally, it's been a, a season of getting ready for something that is as yet unseen. 
I believe that this crisis, this pandemic is a season of getting ready for us, the church. But it's not entirely clear what it is we're getting ready for. He is, I believe, preparing His church for something. He is getting us ready. He's positioning us for something which is as yet unseen. I'm not saying that God caused this pandemic in any way, not at all. God is good. He is always good, but He does use things uh, to uh, or use things that happen for our good and for His glory. And He's able to do that without violating our free will. He does in His sovereign plan use things to get our attention, to move us and position us ready for what is coming next. And so I believe that He is using what is happening in our world and in our nation to prepare us, His church, for something which at this point in time, He's chosen not to reveal. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and not yet seen. And so in this season where so much is unseen, I trust that your hope is actually rising in your inner being, that God is preparing something amazing for us. We just don't know what. History or his story, as many people call it, reveals Father God's faithfulness to his people, which I trust gives us confidence for the future, however crazy things might be, because he is the same yesterday, today and forever. However, that same unchangingness means that not only God's not changed, but neither has his mission the mission is still the mission, which I guess is probably the subtitle for my sermon today. The mission is still the mission. The mission is still the mission for the whole earth to be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The mission is still to take the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth. The mission is still to make disciples of all nations. Nations rather. The mission is still that God's manifold wisdom be on display through the church. The mission is still the mission. Now, you may be thinking, well, I get that. I can see the mission hasn't changed, but COVID-19 has changed everything. Surely it's scuppered the implementation of that mission for sure. Coronavirus has put a stop to it, or at least for the time being. I mean, this lockdown is brutal. How can this be strategic for that mission? Well, that is a great question. However, the assumption that we are making in asking it is, is that we, the church, were well positioned for that mission before all of this. What if we were not as strategically placed or practically positioned to achieve this mission as we thought we were? I said this a moment ago. This, meaning the virus and the lockdown, will change all of us, will not be the same. I'm not the same. I've changed. Things that I used to think were important, I've learned through all of this, aren't actually that important. Things I looked, I used to take for granted, I've learned to appreciate and be thankful for. I'm changed now, no matter what happens next. 
What if, what if God is using all of this to reposition our hearts and to reposition the attitudes and even our motives for something that He has yet to reveal? For all of us who are parents, I'm sure we've said to our kids, just as our parents probably said to us if if we were brought up in a Christian home, they've almost certainly said this, church is not the building, it's the people. Well, (laughs) I think we're going to find out if that is true or not. Were we being church before or were we just doing church before? Were we enjoying the Holy Spirit as we should Or had we forgotten other aspects and purposes of having him with us? What if God is using all of this to reposition our hearts and adjust preconceived ideas and challenge beliefs and change the motives of mankind to make them more receptive to the gospel? I'm a visionary and so I live in the land of what if, but dream with me for a moment. What if? Here's a what if for you to consider. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What if the purpose of us possessing the power of the Holy Spirit was to heal the sick, set captives free and bring heaven to earth and all that good stuff, but we were to do that primarily so that we would be witnesses rather than simply have an enjoyable and pleasurable time ourselves. Now, please hear me, I said primarily, not only What if his primary purpose was to empower us to be witnesses, not that his only purpose was for us to be witnesses? Now, if we were to have a moment of raw authenticity, would we concede that maybe, possibly, we've become preoccupied with the Holy Spirit for reasons other than empowering us to be witnesses? Reasons, whilst good, have actually detracted from this primary purpose of his empowerment? What if God, in his providence and sovereignty, was using our current COVID-19 restrictions to reposition our thinking and our priorities to what is really important to God rather than what over time may have just become really important to us? What if, and here's a big what if, what if Acts 1 verse 8 and Acts 8 verse 1 were actually connected? Let me tell you what I mean. Acts 1 verse 8, we've already read, but let me read it again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What if that was connected with Acts 8 verse 1? A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. 
The Holy Spirit we've read was given so that they would be witnesses in Jerusalem, but also in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But the church remained in Jerusalem. They had received the Holy Spirit, but while doing so, they had also established some new norms of comfort and ease with which they became familiar, which were predictable. In their comfort, those things, there were really good things that were happening. There were spiritual gifts in their meetings. People were uh, being saved and added. There were healings and miracles and signs and wonders and, and all sorts of evidences of the supernatural. All these things demonstrate in the clear evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit with them. But the primary purpose we've already read of the Holy Spirit power was to empower them to be witnesses and witnesses outside of Jerusalem. I could see how with all that was happening in the church in Jerusalem, it could be really easy to stay put and make Jerusalem the mission. But the mission was still the mission. The mission was to receive power from the Holy Spirit. And as we read in Acts 1 verse 8, be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So from Acts 1 verse 8, we flip to Acts 8 verse 1 and we see that God used the free will choices of man to reposition the church and refocus hearts and minds back to his mission, not towards what they may have drifted towards. Folks, in our nature, we will always drift towards the line of least resistance towards comfort and familiarity but the mission is still the mission. And that requires us to be out of our comfort zones, to be in a place where we need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to be His witnesses. What if God is using our present circumstances to focus us again on what's important to Him? Look at what happened to the persecuted church as they fled Jerusalem. Acts 8 verse 4, the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. As they went, they were witnesses to the Lord Jesus. But look where they went. Acts 8 verse 5, Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. They went from Jerusalem through Judea to Samaria and witnessed to Jesus being the Son of God. And by verse 12, we read that many men and women were saved and baptised. What if Acts 8 verse 1, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth was connected to Acts 8 verse 1 where a great wave of persecution was sweeping over the church and all the believers were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. What if God's mission to you, Jubilee Church, in 2019, before all of this, where you're being forced into today, maybe what if, what if God is repositioning you for the promises that He's previously made you? What if? 
Just as the church in Jerusalem was forced by persecution to change, to move, to get back to the things of primary importance, what if through all of this, you and we are being forced by these present circumstances to consider the things that we used to think were important and ask, are they really important? To think about maybe the things that we took for granted and to appreciate them and be thankful for them and use them in the way God intended. Nothing will be the same after COVID-19. And nothing was the same again for the early church after the persecution because they realised the mission was still the mission and that God's will in His sovereignty and grace was bringing them back on course one way or another. God achieved His mission in Acts through the scattered church where where the church thought it would be achieved through them being gathered. The mission is still the mission. What if God is going to achieve, achieve it all through a scattered church, through a virtually connected church in new ways, in new methods in this season? What if? What if God is empowering us to be his witnesses by the Holy Spirit, but we maybe have just slightly forgotten that primary purpose? What if God is repositioning us in this moment to be fruitful, but just in a way we hadn't quite considered? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jubilee Church, the mission is still the mission. The promises God has given you are still waiting to be fulfilled. But what if through all of this, He is just repositioning you for success And that is my belief and that is my prayer for you. So let me just pray for you before I go and thank you again for allowing me this privilege and honour to speak to you. Heavenly Father, I pray for my friends at Jubilee that you would bless them in this time even though they may feel scattered by uh, being forced to lock down and not gather, I pray, Lord God, that you will give them the harvest that you've promised them uh, while they were gathered, even though they're scattered. I pray, Lord God, would you fill them with your spirit, Lord, that they might be your witnesses wherever they go in this season. And Father, we say, Lord, have your way. Have your way in this season, Lord, because we we dare to believe, we dare to hope that what if you are positioning us for something we have yet to see? Father, we believe in you, we trust in you and I pray a blessing on Jubilee now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks guys again. I've loved being with you. God bless and thank you. Sunday morning.